good people of youtube to a brand new show here on little birdie tv this is the last shot nba show featuring myself as your host nick medellinos and brought to you by our good friends at topsport.com.au now we are a basketball based program we're going to be coming at you three times a week mondays wednesdays and fridays 10 a.m with all the latest news gossip all the betting odds of course everything that's going on in the basketball world nba nbl once that season kicks off as well this is the first show please always like the video on youtube subscribe to our channel hit that notification bell make sure you stay up to date with all our postings nba season is upon us guys it's here i'm excited we've got our first guest as well you know, he's a good friend of mine. We've covered the NBA together in America during my time at ESPN. He's currently with NBA Australia, Mr. Benyam Kadani. Good morning. How are you, sir? Uh, it's good to be here, my man. Opening day has arrived and I'm uh, I'm excited to be on the on the show with you, my yeah, man. Yeah, good to have you on board. Look, happy NBA day. This is, you know, this is better than Christmas day for me. This is, we've been <laughs> waiting all summer, all winter for us down here in the Southern Hemisphere for this day to come around. It's finally here. We've got a lot to talk about. First, look, I woke up this morning, I checked my Twitter feed and Ben Simmons was all over it. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about today's games, Brooklyn at Milwaukee, and then obviously Lakers at Warriors. But let's touch on old mate Benny Simmons first, BK, because, uh, man, I know you saw your Twitter feed. It's been all over the news. What do you make of it? This is a tough situation, both for Ben uh, and the 76ers. I mean, he, he, he's he been very vocal about wanting to be traded. Um, and for the 76ers, the fact that this has sort of lasted till opening days is, is, is not ideal. Um, obviously now they're you know, getting thrown out of, of practice uh, this morning. It's a, it's a tough situation all around and not the way that you want to start the season. If you're uh, if you're the 76 ers looking to make a postseason run and, uh, and, and, and the same goes for Ben Simmons as well. This is, this is not an ideal way uh, for him to start the season. I I'm looking at it, right. And like you said, if you want to make a deep postseason run, this is definitely not the way you want to start your season. But then I'm hearing stories. I saw a tweet today. I don't know if you saw it earlier today that after he got thrown out of practice, he was at a strip club or, or something like that. So like, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, the internet's going to, yeah, it's going to internet. Look, I don't know how true that is. So, we don't want to be accused of, you know, let's just sprinkle some allegedly on, on top of that. But um, it's definitely not the ideal way to to start an NBA, NBL, NBA, I'm sorry, season. Um, but, you know, it's, it seems to me it's like a situation of who blinks first, right? Because the Sixers don't have to trade him. He's got another four years left on his contract. He obviously doesn't want to be here or there. Um, you know, he sat out the first part of, you know the NBA preseason came back to practice yesterday. You know, I just don't see now what the resolution is here because the Sixers want to keep him, right? Because they've been clear about that. Unless they get an All Star caliber player back, they want him. You know, he's you know pretty integral to their championship hopes. He clearly doesn't want to be there. The Sixers have got the power though. So, where, where do you see this thing ending up? Like, does he get traded? Before the season, I mean, he's going to be suspended for game one of the season. Does he get traded early in the season by the midway point of the season? Like, what do you see this? Where do you see this going? 
Yeah, it's it's a tough one because the Sixers obviously have a leverage in the, in in the four years remaining on the deal, but it's going to get to a point, right? I mean, if if a guy's not engaged in practice, if he doesn't want to be there, that's going to have an effect on, on on his teammates. They're all locked in, ready to go for the season, and and a big piece, you know, they're they're, they're number two, their second best player, uh, doesn't want to be there, and you know, you you can argue that he has you know justified reasons for for doing so, so. We've seen it in the past, you know, with guys like Anthony Davis, James Harden. You know, they've they've kind of made their requests and and you know they've kind of gone to practice and started the season and then you know midway through and whether it's December, we saw it with James Harden last season. After a couple of months, he found himself on a new team. So I think the Sixers, as much as they don't want to trade Ben Simmons, they're kind of being put in a position where you know for the sake of their team, they might have to do it sooner rather than later because how long is this going to drag on? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I saw uh, Joel Embiid's, you know, press availability where he actually said, basically, I I don't care. Like, I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons. You know, the guys that are here, we're we're cohesive. We've got chemistry. You know, I don't want to talk about him. And, And the thing is, the longer this thing drags out, the more questions there are. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time, obviously, as you know, spent seven years in New York covering the league. So I know what the New York media is like and I know what the Philadelphia media is like and they're going to be constantly asking these questions and, you know, whether it's in Philadelphia or whether the team travels and the away, you know, beat media is going to be asking the same sort of questions. So the Sixers really do need to, you know, find the resolution quickly because, like you said, the longer this thing drags out, the worse it looks for everybody because I don't think, you know, either party's coming out of this, you know, looking particularly good. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I think by December, December they'll find a trade, and and if that's him coming back and playing, uh, you know, a few games and 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 looking like the All Star caliber defensive player of the year <laughs> candidate that he is, um, that's that's the ideal goal for the 76ers is to get him out on the court and, and and show that because he is still an unbelievable player. Let's not get it twisted in all of this. Ben Simmons is is still an elite player. You know, sure he has some holes in his game, but it, on, on on his best day, there's not a better. Uh, perimeter defender uh, at the point guard position. So for them, they, they they want to see him out there to get other teams interested. But if I'm another team, I already know what Ben Simmons brings to the table. I, I, I don't know if this kind of charade is, is, is going to change that much. And, and I agree with you there, but I also feel like it should be on Ben Simmons as well to want to play, to show that he's a team player and, and he can still do his job and he can go out there and, and contribute. Like, this is only bringing his trade value down. Like, he's got to be looking at this and going, <laughs> if they trade me, where am I going to end up? Because, you know, a top-caliber club might not be – they're going to be looking at this and going, well, if he's doing this to get out of Philly, who's to say he won't do the same if he comes to us, you know? And I don't know. I reckon the Sacramento Kings are probably going to be end up the only team trading for him after this is all said and done. I, I, I don't know. I- I disagree because at the end of the day in the NBA, talent wins. You can fix everything else. You can you can repair relationships. Talent wins out. If if you're an organization like the Golden State Warriors, you're going to be looking at this like, hey, we can get this guy in, bring him into our culture, fresh change of scenery, um, you know, a new environment for him, and and maybe all these all these other issues go away. And and, and I think a lot of teams would would be banking on that, but they're not letting the Sixers know that. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And you mentioned the Warriors, and I've been saying this since day one. I mean, it's not an original thought. A few people have said it, but I feel like that's the best situation for him, Golden State Warriors. Put him on that team. He doesn't have to be the number one, number two option. You know, he's obviously a pass-first guy. 
If you can just put him on a team playing purely as point guard and all he has to do is find the open shooters, which happen to be Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson whenever he comes back, um, for me, that's the perfect situation. Steve Kerr, coach team, like, you know, what else could you want? No, I, I agree. I think from a, a culture and environment standpoint and, and just also the fit on court, I mean, there has been that talk that maybe he wants his own team and wants, you know, the offense kind of built around him. Um, but in that kind of situation, you ultimately just want to be playing to your strengths. And when you're surrounding Simmons with shooters, we've seen it even, you know, in, in stretches in Philadelphia when he's been on the floor you know, at times without Joel Embiid and whether that's playing as a small ball center or, um, you know, playing that one four flat with, you know, four shooters around him, things get up and down the court pretty quickly with Ben Simmons. And, and you have a great defensive player, a guy who can find all of his teammates with, with any pass uh, available and and lock down the best defender. So I, I think there's still definitely teams that will be gauging their interest. It's just how much they're willing to give up at this situation, which is what's kind of led us uh, to this impasse because Daryl Morey, uh, he's no sucker in trades. No. He's he's going to get good value for, uh, for his business. That's right. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, you know, they're holding out for a North Star caliber player in return. <laughs> uh, let's just hope they don't end up with a couple of first round draft picks or something like that. So we'll see how that one plays out. Look, Enough on Simmons because I've got a feeling we're going to be talking about this pretty regularly over the next few weeks. Let's just jump into today's games. Uh, opening game of the season, 10.30 a.m., Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, a $1.85 favorites. The line is at one and a half, and the total is at 234. It's Milwaukee Bucks defending NBA champions. Giannis Antetokounmpo, my fellow Greek, love him, got his NBA championship <laughs> last year. Um, you know, some people are saying that the Bucks were a little bit lucky last year in, in terms of winning their, their NBA championship. Um, you, ha, how do you see their season going, BK? Do you, have they got enough to, to repeat or is the loss of, you know, say PJ Tucker, you know, who was great defensively and a guy that you could put on a Kevin Durant and, and players of those caliber last season, is that loss going to be too much for them? Yeah, look, you, 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 every team needs luck to win a win a championship. You got to stay healthy. Things have got to break right for you. When the and, and the Bucks kind of rode that wave, defensively, I think they, you know, will see a little bit of a drop off without PJ Tucker. Not necessarily in the regular season, but potentially uh, in the postseason. But having said that, you've still got Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defenders in the league. You've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, that looks like he's getting better every single day, which is incredible for a guy, uh, you know, at his age and what he's achieved. So I think. They still have solid defensive pieces. Middleton, a, a reliable defender. Um, but what they've done is they've surrounded Giannis with even more shooting. So they've kind of doubled down on on what really, really worked for them. Getting George Hill. Yep. Grayson Allen, I think, is a fantastic pickup yep. uh, for them as well. And, and I think just the continuity of this team has been together, or at least the core has, uh, for quite some time now. And you're coming back into the season with that championship swagger. Middleton and Holiday coming in with that gold medal swagger. And you can kind of play a little bit freer and easier when you don't have that burden of, oh, we can't make a mistake because we've got to win a championship because we already, you know, we did that. We've been did that. So I'm, I I think the Bucks are going to be even better this season if, uh, if that's possible coming off a chip. Well, I think it's possible purely off the fact of it, like you mentioned right now as well, Giannis seems to have finally got a jump. Look, it's a small sample size we've seen in preseason, right? But he's been confident in taking them. He's been making them. Um, he's already like, if not the best player in the world, the second best player in the world for me anyway, if he's hitting that jump shot and those three pointers, is there any stopping this guy? And then you throw in the fact that, like you said, that championship swagger, they're going to be playing a little bit more freely. Oh man, 
I like the Bucks, man. Like, I, I really like them. Like, I think they could go back to back. I don't think that's crazy. And for, it's, it's, it's wild that they've almost flown under the radar uh, in the offseason. Obviously, the Lakers have done what they've done. Uh, the Nets have been one of the biggest stories of the, the summer. Even the, the Miami Heat making big moves. It, it, it's, it's wild that everyone's kind of just forgetting that we're only a few months removed from the Bucs uh, and, and, and their you know, sensational uh, playoff run. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them back at the top of the East. And like you said, with, with Giannis's improvement, uh, getting that jump shot, that changes everything uh, for opposing defenses because you can't just leave him out there on the three-point line. If he's willingly pulling up and shooting transition threes, that there's not really anywhere on the floor that he's not scoring like, from. Facts, like how do you stop that? <laughs> how do you <laughs> stop that? After, like that was the one weakness, the so-called weakness in his game. If he's improved on that, oh, man. <laughs> you got to get the ball out of his hands. Get the ball out of his But how do you get the ball out of his hands? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not NBA coach. But that's gonna be, that's gonna be tough to, to figure out. He looks uh, he looks incredible in preseason. The only thing I look at the Bucks is uh, you know, and I look at their squad. Like you said, they've, they've made a couple of changes, but nothing too sort of drastic. Um, do you sort of look at them and say, will they coast through the regular season and try and switch it on? You know, just to sort of save energy and you know rest players and all that sort of stuff. Do you think they're going to just sort of coast through the regular season? And then try switch it on for the playoffs. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of what they do already? We never see Giannis play more than thirty-three minutes Thanks. a night, thirty-four minutes a night. The coach Bud doesn't doesn't put it put his guys on the floor, uh, you know, forty minutes a night. And, and look, he was criticised a lot for that uh, in the past. So you know, maybe that's a situation now where that's you know, maybe he's kind of proven right uh, because his guys, you know, they they were ready, uh, you know, down the stretch of that uh, that final series. But I think they will just win a lot of games just on talent and chemistry because that matters in the NBA, especially now because, you know, we see players move teams uh, all the time. You don't really see core units sticking around for four or five plus years. Uh, obviously, Holiday came into the mix uh, just last season. But if you could think of a better uh, off-season move that the Bucs could have made last year in terms of just fitting in uh, right away. I, I I really like the Bucs as a as a sleeper, if that's possible, as a, as the reigning a defending to, champion uh, as a sleeper. Really a that's going to be a first. Yeah. <laughs> They're being disrespected. <laughs> They're being disrespected. Well, not by us. We're giving them our props. Where do you see them finishing in the East? How many games do you think they get? You know, they're going to win. I, I think they'll be a fifty-five plus win team. They could even win sixty games. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. I think. I think the Heat and the Nets will be at the top of the regular season. The, the Heat obviously have a lot to prove with uh, with all their new pieces. I think they'll want to kind of make a statement after the way they went out in the postseason last year. And the Nets, the Nets are just a, an embarrassment of riches in terms of uh, having Kevin Durant and uh, and James Harden on the floor at any given time, plus all the veterans. So I, you know, I think the Bucks will definitely be a top three team. Will they will they push for a number one seed? I think if they if they've got home court advantage. And everyone's healthy going into the postseason. They'll be uh, they'll be happy with that. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I, I see him in that sort of fifty to fifty five win range. Um, depends on health. Obviously, it's a long season, so we'll see how that one plays out. You mentioned the Brooklyn Nets. Let's let's talk about that because they've got an elephant in the room that they need to sort out as well, and and that is Kyrie Irving and his vaccination status, <laughs> which you know. He seems pretty intent on uh, not getting vaccinated, which rules him out essentially of all games in New York, San Francisco and Los Angeles, I believe. But the Nets have come out and said, look, we don't want a part-time player. We want a guy that's going to be here full-time. Um, what's your take on that, BK? I, I think it's just 
you know, insanity that a guy's willing to walk away from, you know, 30 odd million dollars just to not get a vaccine. Yeah, that's a that's a tough situation. I mean, Kari obviously has has his reasons, but the the impact, uh, you know, on a guy like Kevin Durant, who you know, I, I came here to win a championship in Brooklyn with with Kyrie Irving, he's got to be feeling some type of way. James Harden as well, you know, he hasn't had a ton of postseason success, um, you know, on, on on a team level in terms of getting to conference finals and finals uh, consistently. He's only been to the finals one time with the uh, with okay, the Thunder, see, yeah. so it's it's tough. It's tough for the Nets because. They still have the talent, I think, to do really well, even without Kyrie. They went out and got uh, Paul Millsap, Patty Mills, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge coming back. So this team is still super talented, but that could be enough to get you somewhere in the regular season. But Kyrie Irving, let's let's not forget, on the, on the playoff stage, we've seen him come up big time and time again. He's maybe the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. Um, so seeing how this kind of unfolds, it doesn't look like there's really going to be you know a, a break from either side here, uh, and it's going to be something that hangs over the team you know for the rest of the season if if if, if this is the way it goes. But uh, who knows? Things could change, um, you know. And you know the the mandate doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. But if you're if you're Kevin Durant and James Harden, do you do you still think you know what we can we can still do this without Kai or? Or you, you you think it's going to be a problem? I mean, you look at the Brooklyn Nets. It's amazing that we're even talking about them like this because at any team that has Kevin Durant on it, you should automatically just think, all right, you know, NBA Finals caliber team at the very least, right? Throw in James Harden and then you start talking, all right, this is a you know championship quality team with Kyrie yeah, we good. with Kyrie Irving. They should be in the NBA Finals every single year. You know, especially with that team, how it's so stacked. Adding a guy like Patty Mills now, um, you know, who's going to be coming off the bench. <sighs> If you ask me, do, you know, if they can win the NBA championship, the way things are going, just with Harden and Kyrie, uh, with Harden and KD, I, I don't know. To be perfectly honest, like Lamarcus Aldridge, obviously missed. I think was it all of last season or the majority of last season with that um, heart yeah. condition. So how much can he give you? Paul Millsap didn't have the best season last year. He's getting on in age as well. Like I said, I think that Paddy Mills addition is going to be fantastic for them. Joe Harris is a knockdown shooter. I just, I, I'm not convinced, you know, but then you can make the argument that last year it was a little bit of luck, right? If KD is not wearing a size 17 shoe and it's a size 15 <laughs> and that, you know, toe is behind the three-point line, maybe they make the NBA finals. Who knows? I'm just not convinced that, I'm not, don't get me wrong. They can obviously make the NBA Finals. I'm just not convinced that they can get past Milwaukee again for some reason. Like, I'm really high on Milwaukee. Um, I, I think Brooklyn is, like you said, a very talented, a very stacked team. But Milwaukee's just got that chemistry, man. And, and they've been together, like you said, like we've talked about. And, and I just think Giannis has gone to another level. I don't know if Brooklyn can get past them. It's 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 not going to be as cut and dry. This, the games aren't won on paper, um, and, and and Milwaukee, you know, definitely deserve the respect uh, that they're getting. And and the, and the Nets are going to have to watch them raise a banner tonight. And if if that's not any more motivation, uh, I don't know what is. But I think this season we're going to find out how how good a coach is Steve Nash. You know, I mean, it, some say it's easy to just roll out James Harden, Kyrie, and uh, and Kevin Durant on the floor. I mean, even though they weren't necessarily out on the floor altogether a ton. Uh, last season, but I I think we're, we're also forgetting just how good James Harden really is. We kind of saw him just being a bit more of a facilitator last year, and that was just out of kind of necessity. Kyrie moved to the shooting guard position. James Harden can still hit that step back three, drop forty on on on, on any nice. given night. So 
just the increasing role for him, I think, you know, we, we didn't necessarily see the most of James Harden last season, even though he was unbelievable. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> we saw how good they were when he was playing and how you know bad they were when he wasn't. Yeah, and I think he spent the early part of his time there just trying to fit in. You know, he was happy to sort of take mm. that back seat and let the other two guys do their thing. Um, who have you got in today's game? Like I, I said, I don't see Brooklyn beating Milwaukee in the playoffs, and I'm going to stick with that and until I'm proven wrong, if I'm proven wrong. But in saying that, I actually think we'll, uh, Brooklyn will win a close one today. So who have you got this morning? I gotta, I gotta go with the Bucks. You can't watch a championship banner go up and and, and have all that energy and emotion back in the building uh, and go out with an L. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm team celebration. I'm, uh, I'm rolling with the Bucks. All right, you've got the Bucks. I've got the Nets. Let's talk a little bit about the second game on today, and it is the retirement home that is the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> against the Golden State Warriors. Lakers, a dollar sixty six favorites. The line is at three and a half, and the total is at two twenty six and a half. The Lakers. I mean, you look at that roster, top to bottom. There's a lot of big names on there, but uh, do those big names still have game to their name? I'm a believer. I think everything's got to break right for the Lakers this season. And, you know, in the playoffs, experience really, really does count. The regular season may be a different story, and, and that's why I think this season it's got to be AD's team. He's got to be the best player on the team this season, uh, which sounds crazy when you're on a team with LeBron James. Uh, and even Russell Westbrook. But I think they, this really has to be the season for, for AD to kind of take the reins uh, and be that number one guy. Will he spend more time playing at center? Uh, it looks like DeAndre Jordan's going to start today. They've got Dwight Howard in there as well. So uh, at least for this game, he'll be uh, he'll be starting at power forward. But I think if they can stay healthy, which is a huge, <laughs> a huge call, because they're already not healthy. They're missing a, a, a few guys That's already exactly in Ariza right. and Ellington. Uh, <laughs> so it's already not off to a, not off to a great start, but... Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how Russell Westbrook and, uh, and, and LeBron James coexist on the court because they do a lot of the same things uh, in terms of having the ball in their hands, facilitating. Do you think this is a marriage uh, that can kind of work? I mean, I guess in theory. Oh, in theory <laughs> but, you know, I feel like when you're starting off a season and you're already talking about a team and you're like, if – you know, if they can stay healthy, if they can coexist, if, if, if there's a lot of ifs there for me, man. And look, <laughs> I think they're going to put up numbers during the regular season. They're easily going to win 50, 55, 56 games, you know, something like that. Do they come out of the West? Uh, I don't know. They're the oldest team in the league. Right, and you know you've got guys like Mello coming off the and and you know I'm a Mello guy. You know I I love Mello <laughs> three to the dome for life. I love Mello. That's my guy. He's 36, right? Trevor Ariza. I, I didn't even know Trevor Ariza was still in the league. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know you're signing these guys, and that's a joke, by the way, guys. I didn't know he was in the league. Um, but you're signing these guys that are a little bit older. I mean Westbrook's 32, 33 now. I agree with you. AD has to be the number one guy on that team. Um, he does need to play center, like DeAndre Jordan, you know. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not convinced with the Lakers. Like I said, there's a whole lot of ifs, if they can coexist, if they can do this, if they can do that. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if they can come out of the West. It's like they're not overwhelming favorites to me as talented and as stacked as that team may be on paper. I think they've got to get back to that defense first mentality. And we kind of saw that uh, in their championship run. That team was built 
uh, on defense. And, you know, obviously they've lost, you know, a, a couple of guys off that team in Danny Green and, you know, Alex Caruso. Um, they brought in Avery Bradley uh, in, in, in into that 15th roster yep. spot. So they do have guys who can play defense. Uh, but again, that all starts with, uh, with AD, Dwight Howard as well. Um, because when you look at this game against the Warriors, the size is 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 really what's going to make the difference for the Lakers. They can overwhelm teams uh, with their size, and we've seen that uh, in 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 previous seasons, especially when they did win uh, the championship in 2020. You got AD, LeBron, <laughs> DJ, Dwight Howard. You can just monster uh, a lot of these smaller teams uh, with their presence in the paint. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm still not convinced. I, I... We'll see. We'll see. What I get what you're saying, and and <laughs> that is exactly how they won their championship two years ago. But that was, I mean, I don't even know what if it was two years ago. It just feels like we've had three. Well, it was it was? I feel, it was twelve. Yeah, months I was going to say it feels like we've had three seasons <laughs> in the last twelve months. So, but that was then, and this is now. Um, you know, they've also brought in guys like Malik Monk and 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 um, you know Kendrick Nunn, but. I don't know. Past their sort of big three names, I don't know if they've got enough to see them through a regular season, which, like I said, I do think they're going to put up some numbers in the regular season, but then also to see them through a postseason run as well. Um, I, I just don't think that they're overwhelming favourites to come out of the West. But, you know, I also look at the West and I'm like, who? if it's not the Lakers, then who? Well, that's it. I mean, the is, is this the first season that the, the top of the Eastern Conference is... Has, has, has got the Western Conference covered because Denver's obviously shorthanded with Jamal Murray uh, being sidelined. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are still there. They're coming off a, off an NBA Finals. but Yeah, but can't... The Clippers are another team, Kawhi Leonard. So I, I don't know. I, I, I still think the Lakers are in a pretty good position because let's not forget, LeBron James is still, what are you saying, the second or third best player yeah, in the league? Yeah. In some people's eyes, many... Many say he's still the best, so I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to bet against LeBron just yet. Yeah, I've been like that as well. I've always said, look, as long as LeBron is healthy and playing, you know, I'm never going to bet against LeBron. But I feel like this is that first year where I'm going to take a chance and not go all in on LeBron. That's bold. That's bold. I mean, every year people, you know, people say, oh, this is the year. This is the year. And and you know, last season was was injuries uh, to both him and AD that kind of derailed their season. Um, but I think they've got a lot to prove, you know, because they, you know, they they went out in the first round after after winning the title. And let's face it, like you said, it's been it hasn't been that long uh, between seasons. It's been a very short turnaround uh, on both ends. So for them, they're coming in with a with an extended break, uh, you know, after that, that that first round loss to Phoenix. Uh, so they've had plenty of time uh, to kind of get things right. They've brought in a lot of new faces uh, as well. There's a ton of new players on this team, so it may take a little bit of time to. To adjust and and I, I think Russell Westbrook is is the biggest one uh in, in in that formula because as I said the the on-court meshing between between him and LeBron will be interesting and in a, in an ideal world do we kind of see you know maybe what we saw in Miami with uh with Bron and D Wade where you know Dwayne Wade one of the best slashes uh in the league can Russell Westbrook kind of take a little bit of that uh into his partnership with LeBron we'll have to wait and see BK prediction for the Lakers how many games did they win this season I'm going to say 52. I still think they're going to be good. All right. I'm going to go with 54, actually. Like I said, I think they're going to put up numbers through the regular season. We'll see what happens after that. Now, their opponent today, the Golden State Warriors. Former dynasty, trying to get back to being a dynasty, I guess. Clay Thompson, still going to be out for a little while longer. Steph, Andrew Wiggins. Um, what's your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors this season? I think they're going to win games just because Steph Curry is Steph Curry, but... 
I, I don't know if they if they're quite back in championship contention. Yeah. I actually like the moves that they made uh, in the off season, uh, getting Bielitsa, Otto Porter, you know, great three point shooters who you know, already add to what they've yep. got in uh, in Steph Curry, and, and and I like what we've seen from Jordan Poole, who it looks like he's going to kind of step into that Clay Thompson role uh, at least early in the yeah, season, he's good. but. I don't know, James Wiseman again in year two. Uh, will we see a bit more from him? It's it's going to be tough because, you know, I, I think they'll definitely be a playoff team. I think they'll probably be a, a, a top six team. But uh, a lot of that depends on when Clay Thompson comes back and what Clay Thompson comes back. And, and that's, yeah, I agree with that 100%. And also, how washed is Draymond Green? Like, is he done? Um, you know, last year wasn't his best season. Is he done? Is he washed? What do we make of Draymond Green? And me, men's just won a gold medal. It will be interesting, though, uh, through through an 82-game regular season. You know, in the front court, uh, he, he'll have Kevon Looney um, and James Wiseman. But that's that's not a very big front line. No. You've, you've, you've got two guys, uh, you know, over seven foot there and, uh, and Draymond uh, at the power forward position. Um, doing what he does in, in terms of being a facilitator and a, and a great defender. I think what Draymond does uh, and does well, I don't necessarily think will be impacted uh, you know, by his age. He's still an elite playmaker, a great passer, a very smart defender. He's, he's not a guy that's jumping out of the gym to block shots. He's, he's ahead of the play. He's reading things. So I still think Draymond, you know, even, even as he's getting on, and he's not even really that no, old, he's not. can still be a very capable player uh, on this team, especially when you're running sets with Steph Curry, who you've been doing this with for for how many years? The game, the game comes pretty easy, easy for those two. So I, I, I still think, um, you know, hitting shots and knocking down threes is, is that really still a part of Draymond's game? I don't know, but I think for the things that he does well, he can still be very effective for this team. And at the very least, I mean, we saw this last season. I think it was that clip. It might have been with Wiseman where he pulled him aside, you know, on court many times and he was just sort of running him through and saying, look, you know, I need you to do this or I need you to do that. So at the very least, he's going to be that leader in the locker room. Um we spoke about it, you know, just a little bit earlier. If they can somehow find a way to pull off a trade, maybe send Wiggins off to Philadelphia or, you know, somehow get Ben Simmons back, um, I think that elevates them from sort of, you know, mid to bottom playoff team. Like that six to eight C, I think it elevates them probably up to maybe top four. And and then who knows from there, you can maybe make a nice little playoff run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you kind of have to be in win now mode. You can't waste any more years of, of Steph Curry's prime. Um, and obviously the last couple of seasons have been tough for the organization, but I think the rookies will kind of tell us a little bit. I think, I think maybe a month into the season, what kind of contribution can Jonathan Kaminga make? I, th- I think he's a really, really talented player. Moses Moody as well. I mean, if, if you, if you're getting solid contributions from these guys, because that was the strength, uh, of those Warriors teams, it was strength in numbers. It was once the second unit came in, they were still putting their foot on the gas. If, if they can get contributions from those guys, Andre Iguodala is back. Maybe you don't need to trade. Maybe you just need everyone healthy. But, you know, maybe halfway through the season or, you know, come Christmas time, we're kind of seeing what, what the deal is. Clay Thompson comes back. We'll get a better understanding of what this Warriors team is. But if there is a deal on the market for a guy like Bradley Beal, for a guy like Ben Simmons, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors uh, are at least picking up the phone because let's – Despite his baby face, Steph Curry's, you know, 33. Yeah, that's right. He's, 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 he's obviously still amazing, but th- they don't have time to waste, you know? 
Yeah, see, that's where I disagree with you because I think they do need to make a trade. Um, like you said, they don't need to waste any more of Steph or Clay's, you know, prime years. And even though they are, you know, getting on in age a little bit, I think they do need to make a trade because I'm looking at this Warriors team and I'm like, all right, they're going to win, what, 45, 47 games, um, you know, but you need to make a trade. Ben Simmons or Bradley Beal or whoever it may be pushes you over that sort of at least 50 win mark, you know, maybe up to the 55, depending on how early you make that trade um, and making a deep playoff run. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like we know from personal experience, this is a long NBA season. A lot of things could change, you know. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, prediction for the Warriors, BK, how many games do you think they win? I think they'll be around where you said that for, that 48 win mark. Um, I th- I don't think they're a 50-win team. Uh, Steph, Steph Curry uh, coming off being leading scorer last season, uh, you know, may may prove me wrong. But I think around 48 uh, makes sense for the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going 45 to 47 with the caveat that if they make a trade, I'm pushing that up to maybe 52, depending on who who they trade for. So we'll see what happens, BK. Look, let's get into some season predictions. Um it is going to be a long season, so obviously things change, players get injured, you know, players get traded, teams lose momentum. But let's take a look at the NBA championship favorites, the Brooklyn Nets at $3.40. Are they favorites to win the NBA championship? The Los Angeles Lakers at $4.30, Milwaukee Bucks at $8.50, and the Golden State Warriors at $12.00. Now, the Utah Jazz right after that at 15 and the Los Angeles Clippers at $17. Phoenix Suns also at 17 and the Philadelphia 76ers at $19. So who do you like for NBA champion? It's it's hard to look past uh, the Brooklyn Nets just because of the talent that they have, but the, you know, the, the uncertainty around them kind of does make me uh, question whether, whether how things are going to go. So I'm going to go with the old folks home. I'm going to rock with the Lakers and LeBron. Wow. Wow, big call, big call. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going with the Lakers. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't go against them. I can't go against my fellow Greek, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, a Greek man never lets you down most of the time, and I don't think he's going to let us down this season. I think the Milwaukee Bucks go back to back. I said it, and it's going to be in five games, not six. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We we just said they've been disrespected. Put some put some put respect, some respect on, their on their name. I chose violence this morning. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at the favorites for the MVP. Luka Doncic at five dollars fifty. Steph Curry seven dollars fifty. Now my pick for the MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo is paying eight dollars. Joel Embiid also paying eight dollars, as well as Kevin Durant. LeBron James at ten dollars. Damian Lillard at thirteen dollars. And Nikola Jokic at $15. BK, as far as uh, pick for the MVP, I've already said that the Bucks are going to win the championship and I'm going with Giannis to win another MVP. He didn't win it last year. Um, but, you know, he is... If he's got that jump shot going and he's that outside shot, he's unstoppable. And I think he's, he's going into this season, like we said, more confidence, more swagger, and he's going to play a lot more freer and I'm putting him in. That's my lock, actually. I think that is a lock. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo wins the MVP. Hey, look, that's 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 a that's a pretty safe bet. He uh, he, he does look incredible, and they're, they're going to win a ton of games, and and he'll get it done on both ends. But I'm going to rock with Kevin Durant hmm. for uh, for MVP. I just think, given the uncertainty around Kyrie Irving, this man can average 30 in his sleep, 
and the Nets are probably going to need him to for the <laughs> you know for the first time in uh, in in the existence of this uh, this big three. So I think he's going to put up a lot of points uh, this season and uh, and take home. His second MVP. It seems crazy that he's only won one MVP. I know. Giannis has actually won more MVP than him, which is, uh, <laughs> which is amazing to even think about. Rookie of the Year, BK. Uh, we've got Jalen Green, $3.50. Cade Cunningham, $3.70. Jalen Suggs at $7. Josh Giddy, the Australian. We'll see what kind of a season he has, paying $8.50. Scotty Barnes at $11. Alperen Sengun, $12. Evan Mobley, $12. And Devion Mitchell at $14. You know, I, I think I'm going with old mate Jalen for that one. Yeah, I think he's going to be hard to stop just because he's going to have the ball in his hands and he's going to score a lot. Uh, the Houston Rockets have you know some talented young players. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. can fill it up, but I think they're going to really look to to Jalen Green to join that rookies who who score over twenty points uh, a season. We saw Zion do it, Doncic, Blake Griffin before him. I think he's going to get a lot of points, but. Don't sleep on Cade Cunningham either because he's going to be doing everything for the Pistons and the Pistons were not good uh, last season. But I'm, I picked Jalen Green. A while. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's going to make a big impact uh, right away. I think it's going to be between between those two guys, but ultimately this is the who scored the most points yeah. award and I think that'll be Jalen yeah, Green. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, look, I want to talk a little bit about the sixth man of the year. The last year's sixth man of the year winner, Jordan Clarkson, the favorite at $6. Tyler Hero paying $8. A couple of Australians coming in next, Joey Ingles and Paddy Mills, both at $11. My money's on Paddy Mills this season. Derek Rose paying $15. Kevin Huerta also $15. Tyrese Halliburton at $16. And Jalen Brunson, $17. Patty Mills, for me, that's who I'm going with. I think Patty Mills is going to be right up there for sixth man of the year. He's coming into Brooklyn. Now, look, in terms of his role, he's pretty much going to be expected to do the same thing he was doing with San Antonio. Come off the bench, spark plug. You know, I used to speak to Greg Popovich about this all the time and he used to say that, look, we want Paddy Mills to play for us like he plays for the Australian national team. But I just feel like coming into Brooklyn, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving. So if you're looking at that and you're looking at KD being their top scorer and Harden, I feel like Paddy Mills is going to have to come in and put up a few more numbers than he was with San Antonio, average a few more points, be more of a contributor offensively, play a little bit freer when you're playing with guys like, again, KD and and Harden and and things and guys like that. You know, you're just going to elevate your game just by osmosis. Um, I like Paddy Mills for sixth man of the year, and that's actually my pick. Hey, I I think that's a great pick because he's going to come off the bench, uh, but he's going to play a lot of minutes, and we'll see him play a lot of minutes, I think, with the starters as well, just because... He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He can play off the ball uh, as well. So he can play alongside James Harden. He can play alongside Kevin Durant. Um, so the opportunity is definitely there for Patty Mills. He was my preseason pick uh, as well. But, you know, there's another Aussie out there that could uh, have his name in the mix. Last season's runner-up, Ingles, Joe Ingles, yeah. uh, with the Utah Jazz. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's obviously a walking bucket off that Jazz bench. He averaged 18 uh, and a half points last season. Uh, I don't know if Ingles' minutes are going to be managed a little bit more this season. He's 34 um, and they obviously have made a lot of moves in the offseason to, to add to that depth. So so maybe they don't need him as much in the regular season as they will come playoff time. But I think just because of the opportunity Patty has in uh, in Brooklyn, that uh, that puts him over the top for, uh, for Yeah, me. absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think Joe's going to have another great year. He's very consistent, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, for those reasons as well, I just feel like 
you know, he's not going to win. Paddy is my guy. That is my lock as well. I'm actually locking that in. Giannis for MVP, Paddy Mills for six man of the year. Lock it in. And the Milwaukee Bucks, actually, because my predictions are always right. So we'll see how that <laughs> – they're always right 33% of the time. But we'll see how that pans out. Look, BK, we'll let you get back to it because we're almost we're, – we're getting close to tip-off, mate. So I'm getting very, very excited here. So we'll let you get back to it. I know you're a busy man. I'm excited, mate. I'm excited. The season is finally underway. Look, thank you very much for joining us, BK. You're going to be a regular guest on here throughout the season. We're going to have tons of shows for you. Like we said, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're going to have some great guests throughout the season, talking a lot of NBA, a lot of basketball. Like I said, please like this video on YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification bell, make sure you stay up to date with all our videos, all our news, and we'll see you guys next episode.